Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the quarantine edition of Las Platicas. We are your hosts, I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Excellent girls. Kristen, can you tell us who is with us today? Yes. So, as you know, Las Platicas is a show hosted by us, Comadres y Comics, where we meet with creators and friends to talk about upcoming projects, events, and all-around awesome news in the Latinx comic community. Today, we are joined by our good friend and friend to the indie comic community, Javier Hernandez. He is the co-founder of the Latino Comics Expo, the nation's first convention dedicated to highlighting the work of comic book creators, illustrators, and others in the literary and visual arts whose work reflects the influence and celebration of Latinx culture. He's also the creator and artist for his amazing comic, El Muerto. I really want like claps and and hurrahs. We had the pleasure of interviewing Javier on episode 22. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure that you go back and you listen to it after listening to this episode today. But today he's back to tell us all about his Kickstarter for El Muerto Casa del Diablo Preview Edition. Welcome back, Javier. Yay! Hey, hey, hey. I was one of the guys clapping too, just for the. <laughs> uh, no, but comadres, thanks for having me back. Uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be anywhere nowadays, right? Everyone's right? got to be separated, so yeah, it's nice to be we're all together. You know, uh, in some virus free, virus free, socially distanced, yeah. and um, it's I all know. good. Thank you. The first time I did a Zoom, I think was actually pretty early on during easter eddie's family had a zoom meeting because we usually meet together for easter easter is one of those holidays where the family all gets together and there's ham and yummy food and that was one of the first holidays that happened when we were still in the total lockdown shelter in place um era of covid and so when we actually did that i was like wow it's like so like surreal to see other people even though it's just on a screen i mean it's just or people that we know i mean we go to the market and whatever and we try to go in and come out really quickly and you see people but it's it like people that you know or that you're used to hanging out with or whatever it's it's different and it's it's fun i enjoy talking to people and seeing them but now we're in the open phase which that's a whole nother bucket of uh, <laughs> a whole nother can. A of- whole nother can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But yes, so thank you for um, this the new era of Zoom and Google Hangouts and everything that we are doing to get us through and continue to get uh, awesome content out there to our listeners. Yeah, there's no shortage of I notice of you know of everything of programming online, yeah. video wise. So yeah, it's definitely. You know, we all found a way to keep our gift of gab and our shared interest, uh, keep it going. So it'll be interesting once, you know, hopefully we get to the point where it really is under control, whatever you call it. And we get get together. It'll be curious how much we'll still want to do these. Because, I mean, I kind of like the idea of doing video cups. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you don't have to drive anywhere. And you don't have to. Oh, man. 
for Los, Ange- Los Angelinos, that's a big deal. Yeah. I go to the gas station maybe every three weeks, yeah. which is, you know, for LA, that's bizarre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every three weeks is amazing. Yeah. Well, again, welcome, Javier. And we want to kind of give our listeners a reintroduction. So for those listeners who maybe missed your first appearance with us on Commodity Comics on episode 22, another plug, um, <laughs> please introduce yourselves by telling us a little bit about how long you've been in the comic book industry and how you first entered into the industry. Yeah, so um, I started publishing my comics in 1998. So what? I'm a 22 like a year veteran. Thank you, thank you. Last century, I come from last century, kids. Um, so yeah, I've been uh, publishing my own work 22 years through my own imprint, Los Comics. Um, I'm a cartoonist, so I use that word in the fact that I write and draw all my own comics. Okay. Um, my main comic book character that I'm known for, in fact, we're talking about it today, is El Muerto, the Aztec zombie. Um, so it's about this young man, Diego de la Muerte. I know, I know it's the most metal name ever, Jim. Um, <laughs> episode 22. Um, yeah. He's born on Dia de los Muertos. On his 21st birthday, he gets killed in a car accident. He wakes up in the Aztec land of the dead. And there he's transformed by two, a pair of Aztec gods into this new entity and then from there the story starts um i've done other comics over the years um i've been teaching almost almost as long maybe 18 years now i teach throughout los angeles um workshops uh comic book classes i've, I've taught at schools museums that's very past tense by the way we'll probably get right, to that later yeah. but as far as uh the environment but um yeah co-founded the expo and um yeah that, that's pretty much a quick summary obviously we don't have five hours for the whole bio but <laughs> so you're a renaissance man i guess i just you know <laughs> i like to keep busy i like to do the stuff that i want to do uh-huh. and um being independent just so the, the listeners know um you know i work on my own i don't work for an actual company other than my own company but i don't call i don't call that working for a company like, that company works for me all right um <laughs> But I, I just love doing my own stuff as an artist, as an, I guess, entrepreneur, as a creator. So I find my own opportunities. So I make my own comics. I find out how to teach my own classes. And I hook up with nonprofit organizations or educational institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's independent artists. They all do this. You just got to make up your, make your own contacts. You got to make your own luck. Um, and of course you don't do it without the support of your fans, your readers, your buyers, uh, the media, like you folks and others, and you know, local shops and libraries. So it, it's a partnership, but as an independent person, you are pretty much in the front seat leading it. So um, it's only as good as you make it as an independent person that, you know, how much do you want it? How bad do you want it? And uh, of course, do it professionally. You know, don't leave like a whole, don't leave a whole mess behind you of people that are pissed off at you and, <laughs> you know business opportunities that you screwed up so it, it's a lot of responsibility because it's just you you can't rely on right. you know advice from like you know like the board or something so yeah 
So this is your first Kickstarter. I, I was really uh, kind of shocked to hear that, but congratulations. <laughs> Thank can you. you yes. Can you tell our listeners how you published your first books and why you decided to do a Kickstarter this run? Yeah, that's a good question because I'm sure when I said 22 years of doing this, I wonder if people thought, oh, how many has he done? How many Kickstarters? Right, yeah. <laughs> so like the first 10 years, I mean, you know, call maybe, maybe I'm just not smart. Maybe I'm stubborn, whatever. I just did it on my own. Like, you know, I had a day job. I was a graphic designer. Then I became the art director at the place. So, you know, not, not rich, but I always had a little money on the side to print some books and go to shows and then you start making money off that. Um, and then about 10 years ago, I started doing a, a pre-orders on my website. Like, hey folks, I got this new comic coming out in five months. Um, go to my go to my web store. Here's the link, and then just buy the book. Basically, mm -hmm. you know, pay the book, pay, pay the ten bucks, whatever. And then in three months, when it's done, I'll ship it to you. So I did several of those, and honestly, you know, I probably only hit the numbers were like in the tens or fifteens, maybe twenty copies. Um, and then they, you know, I would sell the comics throughout the shows throughout the year, but it was always a hard going. You know, like, hey, it's hard to get people to go from your Facebook or your Twitter, yeah. you know, a thumbs up to actually go to the site. Um, so, you know, whatever. That's what it is. Not like I was pissed off at all these people. They're all my friends, right? All my fans. <laughs> so over the years, I go, you know what? Oh, this Kickstarter sound. And I support, I've supported now about 60, now it's 68 Kickstarters. I, I was surprised when I looked up my wow. stats. Like, damn, that many? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good, but it's just all comics. I never supported like, oh, I need a new water faucet that, you know, it's hand operated <laughs> or whatever, whatever stuff they sell on yeah. Kickstarter. Um, so I was very familiar how Kickstarter works. Hey, I, I give you money. I give a pledge. I want this level. And then when you're done, you send me the book, whatever it is. And then we're, and then we're done. We're cool. And they've all been, they've all been, um, you know, I, I always got the product. The people have always been top notch. Yeah, so that you hear a me. lot of stories, actually, about people never receiving what they purchased and never getting yeah. their money back. Really? Yeah. A wow. lot. <laughs> that's that's I, terrible. I hate, I hate when it's the projects that made, like, $300,000. Yeah, yeah. Are you, know you know kidding? I mean? like, yeah. No, seriously. No. <laughs> wow. No tiene any integrity. And I can like, understand... <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard, I, we have a friend who she's like, yeah, I've, I, sometimes I buy things and it'll give you a time or a date right. where that you can expect it. But she says that I've gotten them years, like a year later. I know. <laughs> and wow. when it came, she was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. And <laughs> there was one time where um, I shared a book online and um she's like wait it's in stores i haven't even gotten my kickstarter uh <laughs> wow <laughs> it, 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 it'd be worse if you're at the movies and then you see the trailer for the movie based on that you know <laughs> yeah. i don't even got the comic and then they make... wow no tienen, yeah. no tienen pena That's terrible. So, so as a fan like kristen's saying as a fan I understand, hey, no, it's a deal. Yeah. I promise to deliver. Now, look, look, the delivery date, you put it, you know, you put the month down. Things happen. They do. The like COVID. You know, maybe the print company. Oh, my God. Who, who yes. That's the worst case. <laughs> yes. Actually, 
sorry to cut you off again, but there no. was a um, another friend of ours um, who it, they own a publishing company, and um, a lot of people started sending. Uh, I started seeing a lot of people posting negative comments and questions on their um, Facebook, and they're right. like, "Where's my Kickstarter?" And I paid you money, and you know what are you doing? And he was he was trying to respond. He was like, "I'm so sorry, but this is out of our control." The the uh, printer that actually was uh, printing our books has completely shut down. We can't do right. anything about oh, it. Oh shoot! Yeah. Wow. That's wow. That's in go. I don't even know that's where hardcore. to start. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty hard. Well, so. I was going to say things happen. We have, I, you know, I'm reasonable. If, if the, if the print, the print company, if it burns down, if you get sick, maybe someone passed away. I, I get that. But as the producer of the Kickstarter, obviously you have the tool on Kickstarter. It's called, um, you know, messages, uh, updates, updates. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Please just update the people. Hey, folks, guess what? Uh, the printing company it burned down, so I got to find a new printer. <laughs> right. So, so up. Please update the backers. That that's all you got to do. You got to update. Yeah. You can't disappear for five months or a yeah. year or whatever. So you have that responsibility uh, at your fingertip. The update right. features. So, and uh, and then I would always get up and I update people on mine. So also update them regularly just on the good stuff. Not to, don't wait for a disaster. Hey, hey folks, we hit a milestone. We got funded in 24 hours. Thank you. Hey folks, I'm finishing, I finished up the book. It's ready to, you know, to send off once we're all done. So I always got updates from all my Kickstarters. So I yeah. like that. Yeah. I would read it really quick and then my peace of mind. Okay. Yeah. So-and-so's, everything's cool. So mm -hmm. that, you know, there's ways around like the disasters that we all face. So, but you got to be responsible as a producer. Mm -hmm. And that goes a long way. It actually shows your professionalism and, you know, your willingness to communicate with the people that are your fans, which is amazing. And anybody can do that now with Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and all of that stuff. So, I mean, there's really no excuse at this point. And you doing that, I mean, having this open conversation with your fans, I think is awesome. Yeah. And I just realized, so to finish answering your question, so the reason, so I did the pre-orders and they were, you know, they did okay. And then I put the book out, but, mm. um, you know, so I've always, so I, I've been wanting to do a Kickstarter for a couple of years, but I, I think this is a common thing. Maybe it's just me shows you how anxious I am. Anxiety ridden <laughs> is I had this thing I called a uh, failure, failure phobia. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm. I would put the Kickstarter up there. I'm going to ask for what a two, three, four, whatever I asked for. And then like, 30 days just so people know kickstarter it's all or nothing like right. whatever amount yes. i ask for whether it's 50 bucks 50,000 in the in the 30 days whatever days i pick uh time wise i need to reach the goal or every backer who sub, uh joined up their credit card won't be charged mm -hmm. by the company yeah which is fair you know it didn't work so that's one thing about kickstarter there's other ones other crowdfunding sites where you just say, hey, I, I'm going to try to raise 2000 If I only get 1000 then that's good enough. And then uh, I get I get the money from all the backers. So Right, yeah. Yeah. So Sorry for the like sudden background what? switch, but my laptop was dying, <laughs> so I had to go inside. Oh, I like yeah. that. I like that. Um, so uh, for years, like, well, I, I want to pick the right project. And then every time I did a new book, like, well, I could have done it for that. So 
this t- this ties into our COVID stay at home pandemic situation right. mm-hmm. where, okay, I haven't done shows for months and, you know, I like to go see people. I like to put out a new product at a table and have people come and buy it and whatever. So, you know what? Let me do Kickstarter. Every, mm-hmm. Everything else is online now. Our interviews, our sh- conventions. Let me do my uh, quote unquote convention circuit debut on online. So, mm-hmm. let's do Kickstarter. Now, I was finishing up my second graphic novel Casa del Diablo, and like the first one, Days of the Dead, plug, plug, I learned that from Kristen, plug, plug. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like with the first one, I did a preview comic, like the first 20 pages, so for Casa del Diablo, the book is divided into like, uh, I don't call them chapters, they're called uh, parts, part one, two, and three. Okay. So Mm -hmm. part one was all finished a few months ago. I lettered it, I go, okay, well, I'm gonna do a preview comic, and then I say, okay, well, let me do it through Kickstarter. So, let me try a Kickstarter. Let me try my first one. I don't want to take anything for granted. Yeah, I've been around 22 years. I have a certain following. I got pretty good social network uh, communication. But don't take it for granted. That, fe- that fear of failure was with me as I was yeah. working on like three weeks setting up this massive, it's such a massive undertaking doing the Kickstarter. Um, just so yeah. people know like, you know, all the graphics for each mm-hmm. reward level, writing and cutting and pasting. And, oh my God, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so doing this with the pandemic and then your fe- your failure phobia on right. your on your back yeah mm-hmm. need a lot of need a lot of this stuff as i hold my drink <laughs> <up to> the, <laughs> um, <laughs> the girls all amen amen uh, <laughs> so so sarah yeah it was time to do Alberto kickstarter and then you know i did a countdown on fa- my friend bobby hernandez goes hey why don't you do a facebook live countdown i go oh my god that's brilliant. I don't know if people have done that. I'm not saying we're the first. I'm sure people, you know what? I'm sure people have done that because that's such a great idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> so 10 minutes before 6 p.m. June 24th, I went on live. Hey, folks, I got my finger on the button. I held up my iPad to the camera. I got my finger on the launch button. So in 10 minutes, I'm going to launch it. And then I launched it and uh-huh. I just signed off. Like, And then you get all nervous. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> it's like. You know, some of you work retail, you know, on Black Friday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like you're there at the door at whatever midnight and then like you un- <laughs> you unlock it and you run out of the way. Yeah. Let everybody run in, check out what we got on the shelves, <laughs> check out our stuff. Um, so, yeah. And that's why I launched the first Kickstarter there, Sarah. It was ti- finally time for El Muerto to uh, try one out. And thank God, thank everybody. Man, that first 24 hours, we got that quote-unquote, you know, um, uh, funded in 24 hours. Not That's that I amazing. Expect, I did not expect that. I did not expect That's that. That's pretty so great. That's a, that rarely ever happens in Kickstarter. Uh-huh. Well, it was such a great feeling because when you got, <laughs> when you were as scared as I was, right, right. you think you're not going to do anything and then you do that, like, oh my gosh, thanks, thanks people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you build, like, a lot of relationships in these conventions and stuff. I mean, you're like really amazing and you know what i really loved about your kickstarter is you gave us a, a preview of what the story is going to entail so you got him on the hook and i love that <laughs> well that thank you well that was you you know to me like you quote unquote you better do that in your kickstarter even kickstarter says on their little guide tell people as clear as you can what they're gonna get because you are expecting people to kick in money mm-hmm. what they're gonna get what it is and why they need it. Uh, yeah. That last one, I, I'm not, you know, why they need it. No one needs, 
No one needs a donut. No one needs a comic. What? Uh, okay, I don't know about that. People need beer. I'll give you beers that. I'm not going to argue guys that one. But so, yeah. And then all my years of promoting, and I love writing my promo copy on my comics for coming. So that was, I love that part of it. So, yeah, promote it correctly. Don't, oh, don't hyperbole like some people like, oh, we produce the greatest comics in the world. It's like, well, if you did, you'd probably be number one and not like a small indie guy in Whittier, California. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I just try to be honest when I promote, but you know, I tell you what the book's about, and I show you the stuff, and then you, as the reader, the audience, if you respond, you respond. If you don't, you don't. That's, you know, I'm fine with that. And speaking of promoting, like one of the biggest forms of promoting is going. Well, it was going to conventions and stuff like that, but yeah. because of COVID nineteen and how it's affected all these mass gatherings and everything, uh, even San Diego Comic Con was rescheduled, postponed, rescheduled to next year. Uh, can so you tell us a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Can you <laughs> tell us a little bit about how this has affected you personally uh, in your? Not only your comic, but your teaching career, but also like promotion-wise and stuff like that. Like, how have you, like, besides just the Kickstarter, how yeah. has promoting it changed for you? Because you can't go to conventions anymore. Oh, absolutely, and you're right. The teaching affected me particularly, California and lighting anywhere. So, so first, I'll say, obviously, there's people that are worse off than all of us. Like, family members had got it and more terrible stuff. So I don't want to be complaining in that regard. But yeah, what you're asking me, I'm a professional independent artist. So yeah, I'll talk about how that's affected me. Um, I remember, I think it was on a Friday that the White House, I'll just say the White House, I'm not going to mention certain people, declared, <laughs> you know, they had to declare a national emergency. Like, okay, even the dumbest idiot realizes they got to mm -hmm. say that. So that was Friday. It's like, oh, and then, you know, we're all kind of like, we had already had the COVID had already started before, right? I went to a couple of things like, huh, I think it's okay. I think it's safe. So then Friday, and then of course, you know, every market was filled up with lines and people rioting and, you know, stealing toilet paper. You know, all the crazy panic stuff at the shopping I centers. didn't have um, toilet paper for the first month and a half. I had to get white. <laughs> <laughs> That's Oh, remember we went. We were we went to CVS to, together. I was like, oh, we might as well get these wipes because <laughs> I have no toilet paper. My dad stocked up on toilet paper. We still have some uh, from oh, when he wow. initially bought some. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. where they all went. That's where they all went. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're, about, used, we're, uh... we're almost uh, about to run out, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's okay. I went today. They're well stocked again. We're back. We're, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I, Eddie will like this one. I use the 90, 1990s Valiant comics, but that's another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, has always got a crap yeah. in the back at the shop. Don't worry. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Sorry, people who worked on those great books. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, Jen, yeah. Yes. Um, so Friday, and then I think by when, it was funny, not funny, but so then the next week on about, I think Wednesday or Thursday, I got an email, and then after that, another email, an hour later, another email. It was the three places I was working at as a, uh, as a comic book instructor, yeah. like a local school here in Whittier. And I understood, like, hey, our, our district is closing down, so we're going we're gonna to stop your uh, class. 
And then like a library sent a, a mass email. Hey folks, yeah. any library shows, they're gone because, mm-hmm. and then I got another one from another uh, person I was working with through the library. So yeah, it happened because uh, again, I'm sure it's all over the country, but LA County, and thank God we have some, we've had some good leadership here. Um, they got on it quick. So the LA County schools shut down and the library right. shut down. So of course it affected all of us instructors. Um, and then I had the last convention I think I did was in February in, um, oh God, uh, it's down by San Diego on, on the border, uh, El Centro, I think. Anyway, so it was cool. Like, wow, the last convention I've done in four months, I haven't had a big gap like that for years. And then I, so then I started getting my head, I'm going to cross off this show's gone. Oh, I'm sure that show's gone. And yeah, they were all gone. Um, and then some, man, I had a trip planned and paid for to go to, um, never been there to, uh, Louisiana State University to oh, do a talk. Wow. Oh, yeah, LSU. I know, I know. Uh-huh. LSU. So that guy can't, again, I understand all this stuff. I'm not like, like I said, there's worse things in life, but I got to talk about what I, you know, my profession. That was canceled. Another talk I was going to do up, I think, in Fresno. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like everybody else, you know, so I lost a lot of gigs and I lost some library gigs and stuff like that. Um, so, okay, you know, like I said, it's, it's, that's, everyone's going through this. So, um, so yeah, all that type of stuff, conventions, speaking engagements, workshops, teaching. Um, so, you know, I still got a web shop. Um, and then of course ties into this Kickstarter. So I think this under, it's a good question because that really underscores another reason why Kickstarter. Okay. There was a, there was a lot of reasons in my particular case. So I'm glad it's getting out there. And like I said, thanks for everybody who's been kicking in and such. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to ask, did you make uh, special purchases of like stickers and buttons and, you know, to have for these conventions that are just kind of sitting there right now? Oh, that's a yeah, boy, I'm sure a lot of people had a lot of stuff lined up. Honestly, no, I, I didn't because I'm thinking the last show I did because, you know, I had I had stock from what probably in the fall. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but I was I would I would have been gearing up for this preview comic that I'm doing on Kickstarter. That would have been my convention uh, debut mm-hmm. product. Yeah. So yeah. the shutdown happened just at the time before I started making stuff. So then that's why again, this is great. It move it to Kickstarter. So thanks for asking yeah. that. That's a good question. In March, there was a lot that was planned. I mean, just Komasi Comics in and of itself had so many things planned. We were going to go to um, Modesto? Texas, was it? Oh, we were going to, yeah, mo- uh, we were going to go to Modesto. Modesto. We're going to go to yes. Texas. Texas. In Brownsville. Um, in Brownsville, yeah. I completely yeah. Wow. forgot about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and then also, 20, yeah. uh, when was uh, WonderCon in April? WonderCon. April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had press passes. Oh, we press did. Passes. It was our first time that we got accepted <laughs> to have press passes, and, and and it got canceled or postponed or whatever they're saying. But yeah, I mean, it really happened at the very beginning of con season. For yeah. a lot of indie creators, they didn't really even get to begin their season, so it it was just. And then everybody held out hope for, okay, we're going to postpone until July. Okay, we're going to postpone until September. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cancel 2021. Uh, yeah. There, there was a even time. Then, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I said, even then, it's probably going to go on for longer. I don't think it's, I don't think this is going to end. Right. 
2021. I, I heard a lot of announcements at one time. Like, yeah, everybody, like three or four conventions. Oh, we're moving to August or whatever. And I'm right. thinking like, man, you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I'm like, I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem like. Yeah. Even if it, even if it disappeared by then, you know, a lot of people would have been very financially uh, set back. Absolutely. Yes. You know, so, um, and again, none of us know what's going on. And again, I'm not going to get political, but we might have almost had this damn thing flattened, but whatever. Yeah. I don't want to go. I don't want to go on that <laughs> stuff right now. Right, right. Uh, Sarah, though, your question is good because I wonder how many creators made special, like, WonderCon editions of their comic and stuff yeah. like that. I haven't actually. Yeah. I haven't actually heard about that, but that's a, that's legitimate. Well, I know make special... Sarah wore her little fingers to the bone making Komasi comics <laughs> buttons. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, how did one date it or brand it? Is with the data, <laughs> right, so. Like, right. Yeah. Oops. 2020. Oops. <laughs> 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 but also, um, I made those, uh, those uh, you know, those chili lollipops? Con chile, yeah. los de mango, chile mango. And I had uh, the Komasi comics a cover on them and I made holes and I constructed them and I stapled them and I was like we're ready girls and <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing I was Sarah like, oh. sat, she sat by herself on the couch every night with the sucker <laughs> put them in the put them in the freezer put them in deep freeze save them that's a great idea I, I, I haven't looked at them since I constructed them but I hope <laughs> That they're not like all oh, derritidos and stuff like todo el chile Honestly, se está saliendo. Um, <laughs> don't judge, but uh, I've had Mexican candy in my trunk for months and it's still good. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I take it out and put it on the table, no one complains. <laughs> I've eaten last year's Halloween candy. Oh, That's God. Perfectly yeah. fine. There we go. Yeah. If you don't die, you're fine. You're fine. If you don't die, you're fine. That's a t-shirt. If you don't right. die, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole video. I was like, but did you die? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> or did you die? <laughs> so getting back to Kickstarter, as of this recording, you've already kind of mentioned it and talked about how successful your Kickstarter has been within the first 24 hours. It met its goal and now you're on to stretch goals. Can you tell us a little bit about what some of the awesome rewards were for um, the people who were backing your campaign as well as what is a stretch goal? Some people don't even know what that means and what are some of your stretch goals? Right. So the purpose of the Kickstarter was to do a preview comic, Casa del Diablo. It's like the first 26 pages of the story. The, the full graphic novel will be like 110, 120 pages. So, um, and then there's a second book. Um, there's the, um, just so you guys can see it. Um, so that's Casa del Diablo. It's the XL Deluxe preview book. So that has the 26 page story. And then it has like another 29 pages of the thumbnails, the rough draft of each page. Oh, nice. And then, uh, yeah, a lot of people like that behind the scenes stuff. And then underneath each page, I got this little commentary track, like director oh. commentary on a film. Like talking notes? about, yeah, notes of yeah. why I picked this shot or why this rough draft changes to the final version or what inspired this location on this scene, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third book is this, uh, I'll say this really quick because it's the whole story. It's an art book. 
of this new character coming up in a future book called Devil Muerto. It's a devil version of El Muerto. Instead of possessed by an Aztec god, he's possessed by the devil. So he's like this demonic looking uh, thing. Jen's all, I'm, Jen's all going online. I'm getting that book <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is Devil Muerto, is that like an, uh, an homage to your love for Devil Man? Yes, it is actually very much. Uh, Devil Man is a <laughs> Japanese. It's a Japanese. Devil Man Crybaby. Orale, Netflix. Oh, that's a great, great show. Yeah. Devil Man is Nuffle. a famous Japanese manga from the early seventies. Uh, Gona Guy is the creator, and I've always loved Devil Man at least the last twenty years. And one day I was thinking, you know, I'm going to do a Devil Man fan comic. You know, one of those, um, like a fan movie, so it's not going to be licensed by them. But if I just do this comic and maybe put it online for free and don't sell it, mm-hmm. you know, plus they're in Japan, so ah, now that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so I thought of doing something like that, and then I started thinking, well, you know what? What if I instead of just doing going to guy's character and me drawing it, what if I take El Muerto and match it up with the Devil Man storyline? So then I just came up with these drawings and I did a whole bunch, and people liked them. And then I decided, you know what, maybe I'm going to keep this for myself. <laughs> and I have an idea for a storyline why, why there would be a devil muerto. Um, I'll just say this. If you guys know your, well, you know the movie, but the comic history, X-Men, Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. where it's this alternate reality where the uh, Sentinels mm-hmm. took over and killed everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's just assume that in the, an alternate reality, there's a devil muerto for some reason. So... Um, anyway, so I did all this art. People liked it online. I go, you know what? I think I'll make an art book out of this. Not a story, but just an art book and make that as one of the Kickstarter rewards. Oh, so, nice. Um, that would be that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's kind of interesting because I don't think a lot of people, you know, a lot of writers and artists, they have ideas for future stories. They keep them private. I understand that. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of neat to like, well, you know what? Hell, what the hell? I've been sharing the art online. Let yeah. me make just an art book out of it. And, you know, looking at my stats, a lot of those have sold. Uh, people buy like the combo set of everything. Oh, that's a great books. idea. I mean, because yeah. not only are they getting the main product, but they're getting a whole nother additional book as a reward. So I can imagine that that one was pretty popular. And, and the people who get this book, like in a couple of years when the graphic novel comes out, when he shows up, they're like, oh, I know that guy. I read about him <laughs> a couple of years ago. And it's our book that I own. Exclusively right. yeah. for Kickstarter, so that's amazing. Plug, plug. <laughs> <laughs> you are free to Future plug it up. <laughs> Use your Kickstarter. I know. Yeah. Yep, yep. Already we'll laying info. down the groundwork. <laughs> well, yeah, no, of course, and, and and you can be a part of it when you join in. Um, mm-hmm. And then some of the other rewards. So for this um, deluxe Casa del Diablo preview book, I had mm-hmm. drawn a cover for it, and then I did another cover idea. Like I like these two; they were very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, anyone who's an expert on Kickstarter, you tell me because I don't know the whole history. So I thought I'd do a reward where not I'm going to draw you in the comic because a lot of comics do that. I get right. it. Hey, I'll, I'll draw your face in my comic. Yeah. I go, no, no, no. I'm going to put an art director reward where you buy oh. into this one reward. You get to pick which of these two covers. And, I, you know, I had them up on the, uh, on the graphic. You pick which of the two covers will be the cover for that book. And you're going to get a credit underneath my credit in the book. I'm the creator mm-hmm. of the comic, writer, artist, and then guest art director, blah, blah, blah. 
That's so good. That's wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn, you're pretty good. You get to be one of the creative team. Yeah. Yeah. And people can use that. And then the person that. gets the original art. And then, um, so it got snatched up, one of the very first ones, obviously. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. By a mutual friend of Comadres and myself. Peter Malini from East LA Cape oh, and uh, the comic shop yeah, uh, yeah. Nostalgic Books and uh, Comics. Yeah. Oh, that awesome. is super cool. Wow. Our we didn't plan friend. it. I mean, I, I put it up there for anybody, so he jumped on it. Good for That's him. I'm glad awesome. it was somebody I know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is I, super cool. I really like that a lot. So, those are some of your. Uh, actual rewards. So, can you explain a little bit about what a stretch goal is, and then yes, what maybe some of so, those are? I don't know what if Kickstarter built it in the original Kickstarter 10, 15 years ago, but they've been done forever. So, you have a project. Let's just talk comics. You have a comic project. You have your goal. Here's what I'm asking for. In my case, it was two thousand. That's the goal, and thank God we reached it. So then, there's a stretch goal called. So in my case, I had to pick the dollar amount. Okay, folks, if we reach thirty-five hundred dollars in you know in say in pledges, whatever, um, you get this. And then in my case, it was a uh, you know a corner box button. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah. oh I so, love uh, that. Yeah, people can't see this. So if you look at the old Marvel comics, I guess they still do it. Yes. In the top left corner on the cover, there's a corner box that has the picture of the, the hero or the team. Yes. Um, so I did one of El Muerto. With the, it has like a 12-cent price tag. Anyway, everybody's going to get a two-by-three-inch, good size, rectangular button. Everybody pin does? On their That's Everybody awesome. who pledged will, will get it, even the oh, people who sweet. just jump on it now. Because it's been unlocked, that stretch goal. Got it. Oh, okay. sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that always helps probably get new people. Like, okay, you know what? I don't care about the comic. I want that button. No, I'm just, <laughs> you know, on top of the comics, to get the cool button. Um, so I have another stretch goal at $5,000, where if you get a five-set uh, mini print, kind of like postcard size, but you get five-color El Muerto uh, pieces of art and, and oh, a little nice. print set. So nice. that's the second goal. If we make it, that'd be great. Like, I'm thankful we got it. I have yeah. enough to make give everybody what's been promised but if we hit that second five thousand dollar stretch goal that gets a lot oh then everybody who's pledged already at least the physical reward everybody will get that uh print set and the button in their package that's so cool that's yeah so it's great i'm glad whoever made it up years ago i'm glad you know it's a thing because that's a nice uh it's a fun thing. It's an incentive, and it's you know. I'm I'm checking right now to see where we're at. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's, uh... Me- meanwhile, yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. how important is it for Latinx creators to have access to non-traditional sources of funding like Kickstarter? Well, I'm a good example because I finally took the plunge this uh, this last couple of months. Um, yeah, it's definitely important. I, I think it's important to any independent creator because you're an independent person you have a you know um you got a few more challenges in your on your path because you don't have a big publisher or that big machine behind you to finance the book or promote it Mm -hmm. so in the case of me i'm a one-person operation everything has to be self-generated so i found it's it's been a great way to get the word out to of el muerto to other people 
because you know I look at my backer list, you know my private dashboard I have, and I, oh there's a lot of new people I never heard of, which is great. Nice. Because you mm-hmm. want to attract new people. Mm-hmm. So Kickstarter is a great tool for anybody to get the word out there. Um, yeah, Latino creators, you know that I'm a big proponent of that, but with the expo and everything, and um, whatever helps them get their word out there, um, that's good. So it's a very important. Um, you know, I, I've heard silly debates about Kickstarter, like, ah, oh, you're just begging for money. And it's like, man, if you only look at it like that part, you're missing the part about the marketing part because yeah. mm-hmm. like I told you guys, I had pre-orders on my comics before I got mm-hmm. like what, 15, 20 at the most. And now I'm up to, I'm looking right now, I got 78 backers. Nice. So That's very what, good. Yeah. What is that? Three, four times more people jumped in on the Kickstarter mm-hmm. than would on a pre-order. So yeah. again, Kickstarter, it's like a brand. It is a brand. It's, it's almost like Starbucks. I mean, it's like, you know, people don't want coffee at the local gas station, but oh, I want a Starbucks coffee. And I'm not a <laughs> coffee guy. I'm not promoting Starbucks, but Kickstarter is the same thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to go to the guy. I like the guy. I trust him, but I don't want to go to his website. And uh-huh. oh, he's doing a Kickstarter. I already got an account. Boom. So yes, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's really mm-hmm. true though. Mm-hmm. Kickstarter has I mean, very streamlined. It is, like yeah. I said, it, because most people, a lot of people, especially in our comic group, they have a kick, uh, an account. One of the interesting stats that I able to look at on my private dashboard, um, I looked at it last night. So you know, it's like this big old circle, and that's all these. There's about, I think, I think of my people, I think there's about. 13 or 14% who this is their first Kickstarter. That means they saw my campaign and whether they knew me or not, they had to actually, Oh, I need to make, I got to get this. So I need to register a Kickstarter account. So that tells me that's kind of like, wow, because that's an extra couple of steps. So yeah, that, yeah, that means that they wanted like, it that bad. Right. And they never did a Kickstarter before. So th- that's a nice statistic I'm really happy with. Um, so, yeah, it's a great opportunity for anybody, especially Latino creators, always trying to find, you know, if, if we can't get our, we can't get a shop to carry our book or you can't get people to check it out, consider a Kickstarter. Um, I, I have some things about that, but maybe, maybe um, if we keep talking about that. Yeah, no. And uh, on that, similar along that vein, how important is it for Latinx creators to have access to non-traditional sources of funding like Kickstarter or like you said, like your own website, because even then you had the, you had the ability to create your own website, which is not something that a lot of people might know how to do as well. Right. Uh, and like before that, like most of it was like conventions or like going to, going to your local comic book shop and telling them, Hey, uh, please carry a book. And not many of them are nice. Like Heidi Ho events that usually say yes. Right, right, have right, to like right. really pitch it. Uh, so there's like, not only is there Kickstarter, but there's also like, uh, like other ways of doing it. But how, how would you deem that to be like super on par with like importance? Like not just Kickstarter, but also other ways of promoting your books. Well, I've always told other people, either whether the younger or even old, you know, even as older folks start making comics in their 30s, I always tell people, indie people, make a comic, do the best job you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, go to your local comic shops, try, see who wants to carry it. Yeah, you're right. There's always varying uh, degrees of openness to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, book your comic conventions if you can afford to get a table. And I've always told people, 
go to places and sell your comic where maybe most people can't go. So for me, in the early days, mm-hmm. my book's called El Muerto, the Aztec Zombie, right? Day of the Dead, Aztec Mythology. Back in the 90s, thankfully, there used to be a lot of uh, independent Latino uh, bookstores or art stores, whatever you want to call them. Oh. I'd walk in there, and no. they'd have all the, you know, Chicano art on the walls, whatever, statues, yeah. a lot of books, you know, by... Uh, you know, all the famous Chicano, Latino authors from all over yeah. South America, everywhere. Hey, guys, my name's Javier Hernandez. I got this comic book called El Muerto. It's about <laughs> this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, we don't carry comics. They're thinking, but we do cater to a Latino audience who wants Latino art, yeah. artists uh-huh. and writers. We'll carry your comic. So awesome. in my early yeah. days, yeah, like I said, it's not as, I guess there's, I guess they're, for a while they kind of started disappearing, but seems to be a lot again so i had my shop in my local comics my my comic in the local comic shops but and i did comic conventions but i also had my comic in latinx bookstores cultural stores whatever you call them Mm -hmm. and i would go to latino book festivals latino cultural festival i sometimes so many times i would be the only comic book vendor Mm-hmm. in the whole damn place, right? There'd be all this great art and mariachis and everything. But yeah. people come to the table, especially kids, like kind of bored, like, yeah. oh, a comic. <laughs> yeah. So that, I never thought awesome. of that. That's, that's pretty yeah. cool. I, I mean, it does talk a lot, talk, talk to um, the, imp- very, the big importance of really searching out non-traditional methods i mean just as you're talking i'm like yeah the neighborhood curandera had a copy (laughs) (laughs) that's right to the botanica and told them hey do you want to carry my comic (laughs) right put it next to the ruda (laughs) put it next to la santa muerte (laughs) yeah la panderia so yeah so so kickstarter crowdfunding uh um sites is another toolbox avenue whatever you want to call it for you as independent creator and like i said in my case as a latino creator those uh latino cultural events and bookstores were a huge uh opportunity for me a venue and kickstarter is not a latino thing but you know in a way by me putting my el muerto up on kickstarter it's like you know Anyone can see it, but, you know, Latino audiences, like, oh, like Latinos who go on Kickstarter all the time and buy books, maybe they'll see this one. Oh, I don't see too many Latino books on Kickstarter. Let me get this. So um, any venue, any outlet for you as an indie creator to get your work out there seen and purchased, I don't know why you wouldn't explore it, you know. See if it works for you, but don't just shut something out like, oh, that's dumb. That I don't belong there whatever. Right. Well, on that vein, uh, we had um, an interview with uh, this uh, this fellow who made a uh, superhero based in Compton, and his name his last name is uh, Newsom. I forgot his first name right now. I can't think about it. <laughs> Marcus. Uh, Marcus Newsom. Yes, thank you, Kristen. Um, <laughs> he went to the local Compton library and uh, showed him his book, and now they have like a whole wall 
just for his comic book character because it's based in Compton. Mm-hmm. I mean, you right. have to see, you have to seek other outlets, like you said. Like, I know in jest we were saying en la panadería y con la curandera, but it's true. Like, you don't know who's gonna walk in there and say, "Hey, this is really interesting. I'd like to buy a copy." You know? Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's so great. I mean, we you know we all love comic shops, and one of us works at one. Um, <laughs> So comics, comic shops are like the lifeline for us to get our work out there locally. And then they're, you know, great hosts to have us. But that's only one venue right. you should look at. So right. I, I've never quit stressing that in my 20 years of, uh, you know, talking to first-time creators or people thinking about starting out. Um, don't just rely only on the comic book market. If If your work fits like the guy in South Central where he's, hey, my book is kind of based on here. So it makes sense at a library because it's such a, the library is so pro uh, community, you know, it's like, hey, right. yeah. our, our patrons, they love their community. They will love to support a character and artist from the community. So yeah, look, 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 search for things out. And something like Kickstarter, where it's not a Latino entity, it's like, yeah. But, and also don't be, don't exclude yourself. Mm-hmm from all these mainstream, whatever you call them, uh, platforms, if it works for you. Right. And it sure as hell has worked for a lot of other people. So <laughs> don't deny yourself a piece of that pie, people. So yeah, Latinos, get out there. Be, um, I don't want to say aggressive, because then you, don't be those jerks, you know. <laughs> but You can be, be aggressive, just don't be pushy. <laughs> don't be pushy, don't be obnoxious. Yeah. But if, look, if you want to stay independent, and again, that's not everybody's route, mm-hmm. you, if you can get a good deal with the publisher, but if you're committed to really getting your work out there under your own steam as much as you can, explore all the various opportunities, you know. Well, before we move on to the next question, I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about Kickstarter and if there are any uh, indie creators who are kicking around the idea of of starting a campaign, uh, Eddie, my husband, who also has a um, an indie comic, he has a web comic that um, plug plug uh, collectors <laughs> comic. You can find it at collectorscomic.com. Um, but uh, it is a web comic, and he recently did a Kickstarter campaign for his fifth print version of the web comic, and he had no intention of doing that. And it was early COVID. Um, and he was going to pay it all on his own and just get it out there. When a friend of his, a, another publisher said, dude, Kickstarter is hurting for, um, hurting for campaigns. They want lots more campaigns up there and people are stuck at home and they're on their computer and, uh, campaigns are like going through the roof. And so he's like, okay. And he also did a campaign and it was successful and all because uh, a friend, you know, mentioned it, but right now during this COVID-19 era, um, just as we talked about in the beginning, so many things are moving online right now, this interview, um, you know, before Jen and Sarah and I would have all been in the same room and, uh, and, and our, our guests would have been there, but I think that now so many more people are online and they're getting used to doing all of the things that they used to do in person online that 
doing just like you were saying earlier, Javier, it's basically bringing your convention to everybody and having where everyone can have access online too. So not to take away from, you know, meeting you in person because you always, we're always close to you and we always see your long lines and you, you're, you're always super swamped and you're always like, okay, I sold out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for people who are listening, who might be thinking about doing Kickstarter, definitely look at successful Kickstarters that are out there now and Javier's is still up so that you can look at all the positive cool things that he's doing that are working. I'm looking at your Kickstarter right now. All of your graphics are so awesome. They are so eye-catching. They are very detailed and in-depth. Nobody is wondering what the heck they're going to get when they give you money. Um, And I mean, for it being your first Javier, Uh, I really, really think that you knocked it out of the park and people who are thinking about doing one, even if they've already done one, would benefit from coming to yours and looking to see what you've done. So, Well, I appreciate that a lot. Um, Yeah, absolutely. uh, I mean, after a few days after I launched it, Kickstarter sent me an email like, oh, you're one of the, they put a little stamp on the bottom of some of them, like uh, projects we love. Right, yes. So so maybe they look like you with the critical eye and they go, hey, you know what? This guy's very clear of what they're getting. So, and I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, you know, obviously I have years of experience in doing graphics and and in summarizing something. So yeah, I had to put all those skills to the test. Like, yeah, I want this to be very clear. Like I said, I'm not taking anything for granted. Oh, I've been around 23 years. They made a movie out of my comic. But, like, I was not taking anything for granted. So. I want to assume um, it's like uh, Marvel Comics editor-in-chief in the 80s, Jim Shooter. He would always have a mandate to the artists, the creators. Hey, we do the next issue of the comic. Just assume this issue will be somebody's first. Mm-hmm. Meaning, mm-hmm. try to get them up to speed somehow. So I've always had that in my mind is, and when I promote myself. You know, I know it could be boring for like longtime fans when I have to introduce my character again, whatever, but there's always new people. So the graphics that uh, Kristen's talking about, when you check it out, each level, the items. So yeah, I wanted to be very clear and very like bold and bright and, and nice graphics, but also a little copy in there. Yes, I want to be very clear and simple of what you're going to get if you're nice enough to throw your money down on this reward, that reward. And then, I mean, visually, you want something to look exciting. You don't want to look like some yeah. boring, um, like uh, no offense, but like a PTA uh, itinerary <laughs> for the evening <laughs> you know what i mean those newsletters yeah. they're very yeah make it colorful make it exciting but make it very uh informationally clear what you're gonna get so thanks appreciate that I, absolutely that was a i spent like 10 hour days making all those damn graphics i mean well. it, they look simple because <laughs> they're just it's a lot of work and then trying to yeah, write, find I the bet. verbiage and yeah and it Cut definitely it has paid right. off. I mean, visually, it yeah, looks amazing. Thank you. Um, you got to put the work in like anything, right? I had to put all the work in beforehand. So when it goes live, people just go and they can go shopping in the store and they can find the aisle numbers right. and the shelves are nicely stocked and cleaned and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I looked at it, like a Black Friday opening. Uh-huh. 
Well, like you said, your original goal was 2000. Right now you're at 3622. You've unlocked your first stretch goal. You have a second one already listed and for those of you that um, are um, goal oriented, there is a number three stretch goal that is listed, but it's just <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. So, five <laughs> people, five, five, what, oh, we don't actually know what the total is, but it's over 5,000 because stretch goal number two is 5,000. So that one could be anything, but come on, people, hit that. 5,000 so I can know what the third stretch goal is. <laughs> did you, did you hear Jen? Jen's doing the hard-hitting lowest lane. So give us the scoop. Yeah. <laughs> I admire that, Jen. I love you, but I, we, cannot, we can't go there right now. We got to hit the first. We got to hit that number two level. And then I'll come back and scoop it before I post it. All right. So <laughs> In addition to all of this stuff that you've been doing for Kickstarter, um, all the comic work you've done um, for the book, uh, El Muerto Casa del Diablo, preview edition, you also have a YouTube channel called Los Comics TV. So currently you have over 30 videos uploaded. Tell us a little bit about what type of content a viewer can expect from your channel. Dang, I got to look that up. I forgot about that channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm serious. This Kickstarter has sucked up every yeah. every milligram of my brain power. I hear for the that. Last I hear that. Week and a half. Yeah. So when the COVID thing started in March, I started, you know, and after I got uh, the notices like, okay, you're not teaching here, here, and here. And then the conventions disappeared. You know, we all sit down. I took a breath, you know, calm down and everything was good. And like I said, people have it worse. No. So, okay. That means, you know, I started like doing the math. Okay. I got maybe 15 hours more a week now. Cause you know, besides just teaching, driving and coming back and planning to work on my stuff. And I'm going to have that for months. It looks like. So that puts you in a different creative frame of mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're just going to work our butt off and get this comic done and this stuff. And then it's like, well, and I know a lot, a lot of people do this during this COVID. You know, I've always wanted to, whatever, start baking, uh, start doing marathon, whatever it is. <laughs> yes. M me, I've always had that Johnny Carson in me, like, hey, I've always wanted to have a, my own show, like a TV show type <laughs> of thing. I've done podcasts in the past, but it's like, okay, Hob, you know what? Plus, you know, I got a damn cell phone with video options, I got an iPad. I got technology to do a YouTube channel. I got the time now, and I think I'm gonna do it. It's just one of those things where I just thought, it's time to do it, put more stuff out there in a different thing. So, what is it gonna be about? It's gonna be about me, my comics, comics in general, comics I love, my work. So the logical name for me was either Hob TV or Los Comics TV. <laughs> Los Comics is my publishing uh, brand. So what we talk about, what I talk about on there is comics my comics sorry comics i've done I'll do a deep dive on one of my comics or i talk about comic creators that i've been influenced by deeply so i've had a steve ditko episode i'm going to have more of those the guy's got 60 years worth of work can't cover it in an hour uh i did some on uh, going the guy devil man uh stuff like i did like a manga unboxing where you know i'd order 
manga from Japan gets here I, and I open it up on and people have been doing this for years unboxings of yeah. toys and manga so I literally opened the box on camera so I like that because you as the viewer just like I was a viewer on the other ones you literally get to experience my like open the box oh gosh look at this like <laughs> here it is let me oh and I cracked the book open and I just flipped through it I just start I haven't read it yet and in fact I can't read it in Japanese but I flipped in the book for the first time and I'm telling you my opinion of like the art and this and, this and that so um and the way i do my show if people have seen it i'm not camera shy because obviously i'm all over the internet but <laughs> and i hate editing right so when my show starts the camera is above me so all you all the audience sees is like my um my table my whatever my stage the table and then they'll have i'll have the book or the comics there and then you'll see my hand. You'll just see my big brown hairy hands. And I'm looking through the book or I'm doing a drawing. <laughs> and the reason is, I don't know how to edit. I'm too lazy to learn. So I don't want to do an opening shot where, like, you see my face. And, I, hey, everybody, today we're going to do this. Because then I'd have to, like, edit the next shot. So it just starts off. And I figure if I'm going to do a, a visual show, you don't want to see my face talking about the comic. I know I would rather see the guy looking at the Steve Ditko comic or the going the guy comic or the Jack Kirby comic, then look at his face talking about it. That's just me. So, and my comic, it's an over the shoulder point of view of what I'm drawing. Sometimes I'll do live drawing demos. Oh, cool. Or so anyway, my show is very right off the top. It's a very visual immersive experience. And you're looking at, you're looking at what I'm looking at. That's awesome. So do you have a consistent schedule um, that you keep for uploading videos? Do you do it like every Tuesday at seven or is it just whenever you feel like you have time? Well, I got to get Kristen as my, as my uh, editor manager. <laughs> Originally, I probably did like, please how excited I was, like four, maybe three or four a week. Oh my gosh. Wow. wow. That's, really, that's really productive. That's like, that is like YouTuber, like, uh, like YouTube confirmed uh, status. <laughs> well, well, I lost that badge in three weeks because <laughs> and then like the, after three weeks, maybe two a week and then one a week. So I've been doing about one a week and I don't have, and yeah, I don't have a consistent day, which I know is probably not good in some reasons, mm -hmm. but man, I can't get over the fact that I can't get past the fact that I understand the consistent schedule thing, but man, it's not like the old days where, you know, Tuesday night, I have to go be on TV at eight o'clock on channel seven to watch happy days. Like right. I have to be there. Right. I could watch, now I can watch happy days at two in the morning on Thursday morning. If I wake up and I, I want to watch, I can go on YouTube, whatever. Right. So again, I, I'm sure a lot of people, the YouTube professional influencers, oh, that's horrible. Like, Screw you, buddy. It's my show. <laughs> so no. It's not, it's not a consistent schedule. I, I yeah. should probably move to one, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's probably going to be weekly for, for the time being. Um, it's nice to look at the old shows, the stats, like you said, I have 30 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are way higher than others. Uh, I noticed the ones that are real popular, not surprising. I mean, it's about a famous artist like Steve Ditko, mm -hmm. going to guy, mm -hmm. but I happen to love their work. I'm not doing it like, Oh, I want to get a lot of hits. So I'm going to do yeah. it on this artist who I don't even like to work. I'm not going to do stuff like that because it does not interest me at all um, to chase like the ratings. So it's going to be about stuff I love. I think that probably comes through on the video. So I think that's why people would like watching it. That's why I like watching 
mm-hmm. other YouTube channels. Like, oh, this person, they really love these movies or these comics or whatever. So um, it helps me to really get into it. Yeah, passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I like that. You're like, screw you, YouTubers. I'm doing it for me. <laughs> but, you know, I've actually seen your videos, and I really love how you, the, the, you're a teacher uh, of making comics, so that really comes across when you do your drawing videos, which I really, really Thanks. like. And I Thank really you. loved how you did the Sunday uh, a comic read where you read uh, Cochito. I thought that was super cute, super, super cute. Um, And uh, I haven't seen the Ditko one, uh, but um, it it does definitely come across. You you know, I really enjoyed your drawing videos because you take us step by step and why you did this or when you told us about how you don't really do a script, more as your, all your, all your ideas are in your head and you just, just start drawing. And then I, I love that because uh, you're, you're taking us in your, you know, creative process. And I really enjoy that. And it really comes across that you really love it. Thank you. Um, man, a couple of things. Yeah, I have been teaching for years now. So when I do my videos, again, a lot of times people may hear something I'm talking, like I'm talking about Steve Ditko when I like over explain his biography. But like people could say, oh, wait, well, I know that. I'm, a thing. I'm thinking, yeah, you know that because you're into comics like me, but I'm really interested that people who don't know anything about Steve Ditko, for example, that's why I try to explain very minutely some of his biography, because I realize, yeah, there's a lot of Spider-Man fans out there and maybe they find out he's a co-creator, so they go in on this. So sometimes I explain things where to some people it may think, oh, we already know that, but not everybody knows that. So, um, and also being a teacher, yeah, I'm kind of used to like, when I'm doing a demo, I try to make sure everybody is informed who may not be right as part of our comic world or our drawing world so um yeah that's why things that's why my show is the way it is right so well i think a weekly schedule that you've kept even one a week is amazing yeah (laughs) i mean we were just talking before you came on about how i mean when before covid we used to meet once a month and then do um three episodes all at once and then we would maybe well not maybe then we would meet a separate time to do like a las platicas but now we have the option and the availability to actually meet on zoom (laughs) and and do this whenever we want but it's freaking hard (laughs) to for us to get our schedule together and no lie to get my during COVID era like my motivation is like completely gone (laughs) it's at an all-time low like for sure honestly if I wouldn't be doing this right now I'd be playing video games (laughs) I would be watching 90 day fiance (laughs) (laughs) so just know that Javier that's how much I like you because I'm hooked yeah. on this show. Wow. <laughs> she is. She is. And I adore my video game. Like, that's all I'm living for right now It's basically my video Wow. Game. I'm honored. You know, I remember <laughs> when I showed up on episode 22, check the archives. <laughs> I remember I said, I just spontaneously said one line because we're all talking, all three, all four of us. And uh, I think well, I think I did a Steve Ditko zine, so I'm talking about the, the zine, Steve Ditko. And we're mm-hmm. talking, 
And I remember just stopping in the middle of the, and I go, man, I can't believe this. Like, here I am talking to three Latinas about comics and Steve Ditko and, and stuff I love and they love. And it's like, wow, thank God for the Comadres y Comics podcast. <laughs> it's such a, and here we're doing this again. It's like, sometimes I just, I can't believe we're, we're in the era where, yeah, why the hell wouldn't Latinas be jumping on doing their own show? And talking about comics and things like beer and comics and novellas and whatever the whatever the hell it sounds horrible this 90 day fiance like i have such weird ideas what that poor damn show's about 90 days so i didn't want to go there i'm gonna look it, that up after it the actually show. has all of the important <laughs> aspects of an amazing novella so oh my god you know 90 day fiance wow i i I watched the 90 day fiance but the other show like the one it's the 90 day for the 90 days or after or or, i don't know yeah actually speaking of covid era things right now 90 day fiance has sent cameras and equipment to all of their um couples and they are recording themselves and that is what they are putting up right now kind of like how american idol had to do when uh and also i think um america's got talent is doing that like people are stuck at home so they have to record themselves but my mother is watching that episode and she says it's really good <laughs> well i actually uh had to stop watching it because i got triggered like i would be so upset that the, and then I would end up having these long conversations with my husband of of our past, and I was like, "No, I cannot keep doing this. It's too toxic for me. I, wow. I cannot relive this." Because if for those of you who don't know, my husband is from Nicaragua, and I got married with him in Nicaragua, and then brought him to the states. But there was this whole family aspect that was going on too. So I mean, man, that was such a trigger for me. So I had to stop. But yes, it is entertaining. <laughs> yes, uh, my husband well, and that, I love it. <laughs> there's that uh, there's that terrible lifestyle show that came and went. It was called a uh, five day marriage, but I don't, I never saw it. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. I have to look. Look, I, I am that. a reality TV show like aficionado. I, I was I, kidding. She loves The Bachelor. Yes, you were kidding. <laughs> Darn it. But like, that's terrible. Five day marriage. Oh my God, Puricitas. I'm not even. I mean, that's the bottom of the barrel is where you find me when it comes to reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, while you're while you're loving you're loving the current administration, but I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> um, uh, how, how do you recommend our listeners find your Kickstarter project? And when does it end? Oh, uh, yes. So it started June 24th and it ends uh, Sunday night, July 19th, 6 p.m. Pacific time. So you got about, was it 13 days? We're in the middle point right now. Mm -hmm. So you got 13 days. So um, I would recommend different things. They can just go to my, I have two sites, elmuerto.com or havzilla.com j-a-v-z-i-l-l-a.com and the the first uh post on each page is like hey Elmerto kickstarter click on that or the link underneath and go there or just google because it's been around for 
a week and a half now. So just Google if you want El Muerto Casa del Diablo Kickstarter. I know it's a lot of Spanish in there, but um, I'm not sure if you guys put links. Yeah, they'll live. They'll make it. Learn, <laughs> learn a new language. Do you guys put links on your when you post? Yeah. I'm yes. sure you do. Yes. yes. I mean, Sorry, if people can say Los links. Angeles, they'll be fine. <laughs> they can say Taco Bell or Margarita or Cerveza <laughs> or Dos Equis. They're good. I have to ask, be fine. Javier, how long have you had the um, web domain El Muerto? Oh, that's... um. Let me, oh, you know that. Well, I'm glad you asked that because there's all these little stories in my <laughs> whole history. There was a time where probably I got it early on in '98, and then because it's the wow. new, you know, it's like a new. Was it's the like internet new even around then? Baby <laughs> yeah, ages yeah. of the internet. There was something called MySpace, but I don't want to blow the young people's minds. Look that up later. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hopefully it comes up. Hopefully it comes up in a Google search. I don't know. <laughs> God. No, but I, I had Alberto.com early on. And then because I was new to this, like, I forgot, you know, I didn't renew it in time. Mm. So then I lost it, right? Because if you don't renew it every right. year, you lose right. it. Mm -hmm. So, and I was pissed off. Like, oh, my God, it's gone. Like, because somebody else claimed it or something. Oh, okay. I don't remember the timeline. So guess what? After a few years, that person, I would say that idiot. That makes me an idiot, too. <laughs> I lost. That person tragically lost it oh. so it was available again okay so boy did i whip out my credit card and order it and now i've owned it since that's been a long time since i re-owned it but can you believe i had it i lost it then they lost it and then yeah. i got it again so so it's been around almost since the beginning okay <laughs> whoever owned it but i own it now com. um you know websites are funny like I just kind of have it as an entry point because then I go go to my because you know social I'm always posting on now right. it's Instagram and then Facebook and Twitter I don't always re, I never regularly update the uh, the web pages other than this Kickstarter so anyway um, if you prefer Instagram go to Javier Los look me up at Javier Los Comics on Instagram I'm on there and but go to Havzilla.com that's got all my social network links on the right side. But go to the Kickstarter, check it out, find one level you like, support it. Uh, you might get, you're gonna get yourself a free button at this point, thanks to everybody else. And then maybe you'll help get us over that second stretch goal. But so Jen can find out what the third uh, one is. Pick it up. <laughs> yeah. That's right. She's gonna campaign the, the hardest. I get that five thousand dollar unlocked, and he promised to come and tell us. I, I will. I will tell you guys first. I will tell you first. Once the second one is unlocked, I swear I will come to talk to you guys. I'll tell you what it is before I post it on the, okay. on the thing. Ooh, All right. Well, Jen, nice let's you. <laughs> well, so, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh. Uh, no, uh, uh, Sarah kind of already covered uh, the last question about where you are on social media and stuff like that, but are you also on Twitter or do you have like um, uh, other other websites? Like you said, Hubzilla, you said Instagram, you said com. but do you have like a Twitter and stuff like that where you can update us on not just future upcoming stretch goals and all that stuff, but also projects and stuff like that? Yes, I, I, I love using the social networks because you just, you just jump on, do it and get off. So my, I have a Twitter, it's just- You're supposed uh, to get off? I never, I, okay, my phone says, 
screen time. It reports to me how much I'm on my phone. The amount is like horrendous. So no one ever told me I had to actually do something and leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, I guess you never leave one of these places. But um, I was like going off on a different tangent. Like no one ever told you to get off. But anyway, that's uh, <laughs> honestly, as the words me. came out of my mouth, my mind went there. But I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, Javi's got too much she respect. Said, he won't bring that up. She said, I'm not going to bring it up. I won't jeopardize myself. Like I'm going to blame the uh, strawberry margarita I just had. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, have a, I have a Twitter. It's uh, just all one word, Javier Hernandez. Okay. I have a story about that. So we all know the young, famous Chicharito soccer player, Javier Hernandez. Uh-huh. So... He came on the scene. So I started in 98. So he came on, I guess, after. Well, yeah, the guy's not even that old. But I guess he claimed the Javier Hernandez website. Because I never did that in the early days. I thought about it later. But at that point, he already, I, think, I think he has it or something else. But and, oh, I used to be, when you entered Javier Hernandez on Google, like I'd be the first one, right? Oh, the El Muerto comment guy. And he came on the scene. Nothing against him, right? We support our Mexican <laughs> athletes and such. And then he's like the first 10 pages. So if you just enter Javier Hernandez on Google, you get the soccer player blah, blah, and page thrive. And then, oh, page 11. Oh, this old guy reads comics. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, there's always another more famous Javier Hernandez, but there's only one makes this famous underground cult comic. hit El Muerto comic. Um, but yeah, if you go to my blog, Havzilla.com, you can find my Twitter my Instagram. Instagram is Javier Los Comics. Twitter is Javier Hernandez. Facebook is uh, Javier.F.Hernandez. Um, so yeah, I'm very active online, social, social networking and such. Nice. Do, do you ever try to um, sneak in as the, um, the secret lost fourth Hernandez bro? <laughs> <laughs> People ever ask you if you're part of the Hernandez Bros? Ladies, I went to therapy for years to get over that. Now you just knocked it all out. <laughs> I've, I've always get asked at conventions, like, I, this is, I'm at a table, right? My big Javier Hernandez side behind me. People come up to the table all excited. I'm all excited. All right, I got a sale. They're like, oh my gosh, I love you and your brother's work. I, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, do I tell this person? Yes or no? Can I tell? No, it's not me. Aww. Sorry about that. I actually emailed or messaged Javier <laughs> accidentally wanting to, I don't know if it was an email or a message or whatever. I had intended to email Jaime. <laughs> and I emailed Javier. Yes, oh yes. my God. Like, um. That's great. <laughs> Not only do all not only do all Mexicans look the same, I guess their name looks the same. I thanks, Kristen. <laughs> Every time Eddie, oh my god. <laughs> you know what I just did? He's like, oh Kristen. <laughs> did did we know each other at that point though? Or I, I mean, no, we we had met, but it was like very early on and <laughs> we <laughs> I love that story. I, 
I have one great story about meet people thinking. So it's a famous person. So there's this famous writer, his name Michael Chabon. He wrote the book, uh, The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right? So, it was, yeah, it was this book about these two imaginary com uh, young comic artists, kind of like based on Siegel and Schuster of Superman fame, mm -hmm. kind of how they started a superhero and they got ripped off. And so anyway, this, this, this guy was a young writer. He had already written books. And, his, and then this new book, Cavalier and Clay, I think he won a Pulitzer Prize, right? Or he already had one. So, you know, he was like the young golden child of uh, the book publishing world. So one year I'm at, uh, in Oakland, when he used to be in Oakland, WonderCon. He used to be in Oakland before I moved to California, uh, Anaheim. I'm at my table. I got my sign behind me, Javier Hernandez and the El Muerto picture. And Michael Chabon, or Chabon, comes up to my table. And he looks at, above me at my name and he looks at me. Oh, man. And I knew who he was. Like, oh, because I had actually brought my book. Because uh -huh. I knew I was going to be at WonderCon. Oh. I had it underneath to get signed. He comes up to my table. Oh, man. And he puts his hand on you know, He leans over, puts his hand on my table. Oh, man. <laughs> I just love the work that you your brothers do i've always as he's talking in my little devious head i'm thinking okay i got a pulitzer prize winning author <laughs> drooling over me over love and rockets do i tell him i'm not him and embarrass him <laughs> or do i respect his mighty reputation pulitzer prize so of course i embarrass him i go <laughs> i'm not trying to embarrass him i'm trying to Set the record straight so he doesn't keep going and telling everybody he met the Hernandez brothers at the... I go, oh, Michael, Michael, um, I'm not one of the brothers. I'm Javier Hernandez, but yeah, we're not related. I do my own comic. And... Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I have that feather in my cat that I embarrassed the Pulitzer Prize winner. I mean, I'm not proud of it, but I set the guy straight at least. He's a great guy, good writer. Go buy his book. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome that gets Kristen off the hook like you know yeah mine was just an email <laughs> and, it's, and, it's, and it's just me and Jaime Hernandez I mean <laughs> they both well he uses an X in some cases but they both yeah, yeah. J's in, in my email contacts <laughs> no no that was, that, was so, that was so awesome that was so awesome <laughs> My dream is that one day one of them tells, because I know them, thank God I've met through the comic, the Latino Comics Expo, they're great guys. My dream is one day they write me an email, they tell me, hey, Javi, I was at a show the other day, thousands of people, and then this one girl comes up with her own mental comic. Like, I'm waiting for that. Like, when that happens, I'll have felt like, okay, I got that full real, yeah, I got that real comics career where I got mixed up with the Hernandez brother. That is so cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It has been so much fun. And I learned a lot because I also wanted to do a Comarcy Comics YouTube channel, which I haven't Ooh. done. So thank you for, especially that I don't like editing part. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> There's so, ways around it. Ways around it. Excellent. So thank you so much for coming and taking this time to uh, tell us about your Kickstarter and go out there, everybody, everybody that's listening and go fund that Kickstarter guys. 
Yeah, Comadres, thank you so much, all three of you. It's so great that this is the first time the three of you got together in a while. I feel so like it's so honored. But thank you guys for uh, your support of my stuff, but also all that weekly or you know regular support you do of Latino creators, comics in general. Uh, you've kept the beer industry alive, the IP beer industry alive. I've, I've read reports about that. So you're doing your part for the economy. Um, so thank you so much. It's always great talking to you three. And um, I hope we get to see each other literally when you say yes. now when you say it, you really mean I hope I literally see right. you guys in person at the and we will. Things will yes. you know, we'll get there again. So uh, thanks a lot. Thank you to all the, the seventy eight people who supported my Kickstarter. Like I said, I don't take anything for granted. So I appreciate the support. Spread the word and everybody out there support your local comics shops, your local comic conventions. The creators that you love, wherever they are in the world, support them because um, I think we're here because we all love comics. Definitely. Absolutely. 100%. All right. Well, we have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you so much. <laughs>